0: In the 2015 movie, The Little Prince, there's a little girl who moves to a new home with her mother, and she makes friends with her elderly neighbor. And as she walks through his house, she sees all of his stuff just everywhere. Papers, toys, boxes, loose parts for machines, and many more things. They were kind of just stacked haphazardly on top of each other, near the walls and even in the middle of the room. And so she asks him why he has so much stuff. And the elderly man takes a moment, kind of hesitates to respond, stumbles over his own words, trying to figure out what it is that he wants to say. And finally, he says with confidence that he's a hoarder, meaning that he struggles to discard or let go of his possessions. And so he just kind of hoards them and keeps them. they just pile up in his house. Hoarding is considered a kind of greed, and greed is what Jesus warns us about in our gospel passage today. He said to us, take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Jesus tells us this parable about the rich man who had a bountiful harvest, so that we can learn from that parable But that rich man selfishly decided he was going to build new barns and keep everything for himself. He wasn't going to share. He was going to try to make his life easy for the future, not considering his neighbor. He was being greedy. He was hoarding the goods that God had blessed him with. And so God responds to his greed by saying, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you, and the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? meaning that the rich man died that night and did not get to enjoy the possessions that he had. In our first reading, we have a similar theme. Kohalath refers to such greed as vanity. He says, Here is one who has labored with wisdom and knowledge and skill, and yet to another who has not labored over it, he must leave his property. Building up possessions for ourselves isn't worth it because at the end of our lives, we can't take them with us. And those who didn't work for all of these things that we worked so hard to put together get to have those possessions. And so we are being warned against greed. In our second reading, we're warned against greed as well. St. Paul says, put to death then the parts of you that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. St. Paul's relating greed to idolatry, this helps reveal that greed can be a spiritual danger, that clinging to possessions and making them the most important thing in our lives puts us at odds with God. It's choosing then to have possessions as our God rather than the true God as our God. If possessions are a source of comfort and security, if that's what we look for, if that's what we think, what we need to be happy and find fulfillment, then our possessions have become false gods. Meanwhile, the true God, who can save us, is ignored and set aside. God's not going to force himself upon us. He's not going to make us go to heaven. There's an invitation, and he provides us the grace so that we can if we cooperate with him, if we receive that gift of his grace, be with him forever in heaven. But he leaves it to us to choose. So if we want to be with him above all else, to live in union with him as our ultimate goal, then we will be with him forever. But if we have a false god of any kind, whether it be possessions or anything else, then we are choosing to be without God for all eternity. The rich man, in our gospel passage, chose possessions over God, and because of that, God calls him a fool. And his abundant harvest, which was meant to be shared with others, instead he tried to keep for himself. So we should ask ourselves, are we being foolish with our possessions? Are we acting like this rich man in the parable? And in what ways can we be generous with what has been given to us? We should consider what it is that we have and why it is that we have it. Sometimes as we work our way through life, we just start to get more and more things. And we don't always ask ourselves, why do we still have this? What is it for? And so we can consider even our houses. Do we need a house that's so big that we have more bedrooms than we have people to live in them? Do our children need so many toys that it's impossible for all the toys to be put away? Does it make sense to own so much stuff that we need to rent a storage facility for things that we don't actually use? Do our possessions take up so much room in our house that we have to kind of like walk sideways and step over things in order to navigate our own home? Kind of like the elderly man in that movie? If you realize that you have more than you need, but you struggle to figure out how to determine what to let go, then here's a few tips to help you. You can ask yourself about a particular item. Did you use this within the last year? And you can ask yourself, do you plan to use it in the next year? And if the answer, in all honesty, is no to both of those, then you probably don't need it, especially if it's something that, if in the distant future you do need, you can buy again at that time, rather than holding on to it and just letting it take up space and be a hindrance towards your way of life. So you can take those items and you can sell them, you can give them away, you can throw them away, but don't let your possessions own you. Make sure that you're the one who owns your possessions and that they are at your service for the ultimate goal of heaven. For some people it may be really hard to let go of things, but there is good news. God's love and mercy is stronger than our foolishness and our vanity. We should pray for the grace to overcome difficulties, pray for the grace to overcome the sin of greed. We can pray a prayer something like this, Lord, please help me to clean my house. Please bring order to it. Please help me to let go of stuff and to be freed from the slavery of greed. Too many things can prevent us from our true happiness, which comes from union with God. We need to follow St. Paul's advice that we heard in our second reading Seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. That is, we should live for heaven, not for earth. We should let go of possessions that hinder us from reaching our ultimate goal of heaven. I can remember in 2019, I went to Philmont Scout Camp with a bunch of Boy Scouts, and the only things that we could have with us were the things that we could carry on our back for 10 days to cover 70 miles. And that's a radical way of simplifying. And you know what? We all survived. We made it through. We can all do with a little less possessions so that we can focus a little more on what truly matters. So let us take a moment right now to plan ahead and figure out what we can do to simplify our lives so that we can live for heaven and not for earth. Let us consider how we can avoid foolishness and the idolatry of greed and how we can use our possessions to help us reach that goal of heaven. So let us consider this as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist.